Time for Rolling. What's up, guys? Endless55. Welcome back to a Time for Rolling Esports. Uh, it's been a crazy weekend. A lot of vainglory. A lot of uh, sit in front of our TV, taking notes for all the matches. I just want to say uh, congrats to all the teams. We had a successful first weekend of vainglory 8 um, this week. The teams are going to be uh, practicing, scrimming, and getting ready for this next upcoming week to make their changes and uh, either continue their success or uh, hopefully do better in the upcoming next weekend. But yeah, in this episode, we're just going to kind of break down all the matches, especially in NA. We're just going to overview EU and you know give our opinions about what happened and kind of break down some of the crazy plays and the, the big dramas that happened. So... Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the episode three of a Time for Rolling Esports by Time for Rolling Productions. Right targets. That is one trade. T Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here. On to Lost Boy Top. Surrey Strike is not oh. enough. goes down. He might go for Donna Twips. He's gonna get one. He's gonna get two. Lost Boy oh. Top. Lost Boy Top. He does it. He gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret. He lifts two. So it's approximately 10 o'clock our time. Vainglory has been on for 10 hours. We've been doing nothing. We're watching Vainglory. There's been some crazy matches today. It was an exciting day. I was uh, couldn't get enough of it. I'm ready for tomorrow already. Tomorrow's going to be night. So we are recording after day one. Get our recap in. There's so much coming in this next episode. We're kind of breaking down our recordings after each day. So we're going to break down today. We're going to... Briefly break down EU, but then we're going to go into more depth on NA and break down those games match by match. Um, so, first game for EU was... First game was Team Secret versus Mouse Sports. Correct. Um, Team Secret, I guess starting out, it was a little uh, a little interesting in beginning out, wasn't it? Yeah, we didn't really know. Obviously, our first episode we talked about how Team Secret made it sound like they had roster issues and they didn't know who was going to play for them. And it ended up being... Uh, Mowgli, Leon, and Justman, which I know Tricky was, I think, their third, and Tricky's the person they normally play with. Well, I think they faked out Vanglory themselves because when they started out, it was, they had Mowgli as a sub. I think, I think, yeah, I don't, it says Mowgli's sub, so I don't know who their three people actually are. I don't know if Mowgli's actually subbing, and I have no idea. I think they're all just super subs. They all can play wherever the <laughs> hell they want. And, you know, we watch so many Leon streams where he he yeah. roams. Like, yeah. he's a captain. So, I don't know. I don't think it matters. I think they will be fine no matter who plays, honestly. I mean, Leon in that second game went with that Crystal Kestrel, had zero defense, two void batteries, just so he can constantly spam his pool. And he was just, you know, invisible. He's so good. He's so good. He's so cocky because he knows. He just knows how good he is. Yeah. And he's just, he just like, get on. Th- That's the problem, though. When a team doesn't have a comp to get on top of a crystal crystal like that, you know, he just, you know, no defense. I don't need defense. Name one other person that doesn't build defense. Well, when you have a crystal crystal like that, you don't build defense because <laughs> exactly. no one gets on top of you. So, yeah, that was a good first game or first matchup. It kind of was a, you know, they kind of dominated more than I expected, but... Game two was, you know, Denial, they just picked up uh, Beyond Horizon. Denial Esports just got into the scene of Vanglory, so that was kind of exciting. They definitely had a 
you know, make a name for themselves. I know that was a team that you said to look out for. Yep, they they won it two to one against Rising Lotus. Rising Which, Lotus had a good showing there. Um, yeah, it was crazy fights just in general. I mean, those team fights where everyone was down fifteen percent health. You yep. had no idea who was gonna get the win. You had no idea who was gonna take to the edge. But you know, Denial ended up coming out on top, and they ended up you know picking up that first win for the the new esports they're representing. It's a good way to start out. Yeah. Start out being glory eight for them. That was pretty pretty exciting. I know they had probably a lot of, you know, hype and energy going on just getting uh, acquired by denial. But uh, game three was G two, which they actually did not show it on Twitch because they were behind, and I think they just wanted to. They were playing while they were streaming denial and Rising Lotus. So G G two actually won both or won. They won two to one though. Or I'm sorry, Cyclone won two to one. Yep. Which I know that was. Cyclones was a team we wanted to, you know, figure some stuff out and figure out who they were. So, I mean, I was, unfortunately, we didn't get to really watch those matches. But uh, Game 4 was another fun one. I know we were both looking out for that one. Very disappointed with Fnatic still. Um, I, <laughs> I had originally <laughs> said that, you know, with all those stars on that team, I thought they would be able to pull something out. I mean, not to say that SK doesn't have any stars on their team with Jetpacks and Cavalifar and that new Tyrus. Dude, Tyrus was nuts. He had that 1v1. At, he was a dodge. He 1v1 uh, Samuel down that corner, and I was impressed with Tyrese. I mean, Cavalfor obviously is so good. He played the box. He played that Rona in that second game. Which, yeah, I was surprised with that Rona. So, I mean, good for Cavalfor. I mean, he'll be hopefully get to see his team secret. So I saw some good tweets by Fnatic and some of the players, though. Palmatoro and stuff said they need to practice a little bit more and they'll be back. I think they still got some positive energy there. Yeah, I mean, the whole being acquired by Fnatic, and I'm sure they had to get their stuff, you know, figure their stuff out. But, I mean, there's... Obviously, all three great players, so they're definitely not terrible. They're definitely not, you know, an easy team to to play against. So, I mean, overall, EU was, you know, pretty good matches. Um, the final uh, point breakdown for the day was Team Seeker with two, SK with two, Denial with two, Cyclones with two, G2 with one, Rising Lotus with one, Fnatic with zero, Mouse with zero. So we'll see how that ends up um, tomorrow and which games they win tomorrow. So you want to go and switch over to NA and start breaking down these matches? Yeah, um, so for NA, the first uh, match of the day was C9 versus Echo Fox, which I thought was a really good good matchup. Um, C9 ended up taking that game, obviously, but old school and I Love Joseph, they just did what they normally do, and that was dominate. And obviously Gabe Vizzle, he played Catherine that first matchup, yep. and he did really well with that Catherine. Yeah, I mean, C9 took that game 8-1, to one, and... I love Joseph. He was on that Utility Glaive once again. I know this Utility Glaive is being seen so many matches. Personally, I know he's good. You know, it's just it's really just the afterburn and just the whole purpose of serving serving that enemy carry up to your your carry. I just think he's kind of boring. You know, it's just he's not. I don't, it's not as exciting to me. But yeah, you know, old school do, does what old school does. You know, two hundred two CS. You know, nineteen minutes, and he was just so well farmed. But I mean, Mishy seemed to struggle on that Crestle. He couldn't really get anywhere to do yeah. any damage and you know Cole seemed to be going in early seemed to be just getting chunked down before his team was really you know there to back him up Lone Delphi on that Idris though he he's he's disgusting on that Idris. for game two yes that yeah. was insane so yeah game two C9 still won I was really you know I was really hyped when I saw Lone Delphi on that Idris you know I play Idris a lot I think he's really strong he's just fun to play so but C9 still took that game 13-5. to five. Um, I, I thought Fox should have that game. At one point, they were yeah. on, you know, 
C9 side of the map by that century. They were trying to take the century, and it was pretty late. And, I mean, I get it. You need to take the century to try to get those lives gone. But if you're not down to the last life, there's really no point to be over there. You know, Gabe just comes flying in with his gauntlet. Yep, that's what decided the game right there. They, they aced him. Because he gauntlet over the wall, and they just yep, aced him and ended up being... Um, that was the end of the game, but I mean, old school had tweeted at the end. You know, he had a, like he was said that he was lagging the whole game, and yeah, he said he had four hundred ms, right? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if that if that really affected him. I mean, but you know, lone Delphi, he just or Delphi, yeah, Delphi, he just bullied him. You know, he just went school went three and five, and I think it's just because that Idris can stick on those carries really easy. Yeah. So for our next matchup, then for the day, we had Rogue versus Misfits, and you had actually picked Rogue, and I had picked Mith- Misfits. Yeah, I um, think that was one of my favorite matches of the day, just because there was so much hype going into it, and who was going to be the better team. And so yeah, Sibs was on that Crystal Cruel for that game one, and that was kind of exciting to see that cruel that crawl come out. And I know a lot of people were, um, you know, questioning whether that was going to work or not. It was more like a utility build. It was, you know, had the aftershock storm storm crown. So. And you know King really struggled that game. He went zero and five, and I he wasn't he had the he was in the lane that game, and I don't know he's kind of struggled in my opinion. Yeah, Misfits didn't really show up like I thought they would. Like with the preseason, I mean they played really well in the preseason, like we had talked about taking out Immortals. Um, but for some reason, I, I just don't know if King couldn't get good positioning. I mean that, he played that Gwen yeah. in the second game, and he was zero and four, and. It just felt like every time that he tried to get into a spot to to actually be able to do some damage on Rogue, he would either get stunned up or and he would just get deleted. And it, it was, I don't know, it, it didn't look good. Like it didn't look like it did. I just don't think they had like that team synergy with that comp that yeah. first game. It is. I mean, Illis had he was on that glaive and I he went. I think he had went four and something. I don't know what he went, but I mean, they he had a good game and I just was kind of expecting more from King on that game. Yeah, I was. I was as well. But game two, Rogue also, you know, they won that one pretty handily as well. Um, they went, oh, they got 11-3. and three. They took the game from them. Um, I think Rogue won the game from the draft in the first place just because as soon as I saw Misfit pick up that Celeste, I really wanted Sibs to take that Taka because I played a lot of Celeste. And, you know, when you get a Taka, it's, it's, it's a pretty hard counter for you. It's hard to land that core collapse and just have that perfect timing. Taka's really mobile, can kind of bounce around you. So... As soon as I saw them pick up that Taka, I was pretty confident that Sibs, you know, he was turret diving. He was making some crazy plays. I can't believe you haven't talked about Hammy yet. Hammy's your boy. He, he was well, phenomenal. Uh, Hammy's my boy, but I've been amazed by how good yeah. Sibs has been and how uh, good, like, you know, Sibs is just making some crazy plays. Like, you know, he was just no fierce. Uh, Illis actually switched with King. So King yeah, was in the... Yeah, switched roles, right? He was in the jungle that game with a weapon power alpha, and Illis was in the lane with Celeste. And, I mean, Sibs didn't care. He was next to turret not. He dove on him, and... I mean, overall, I think it was a great, a great showing for both teams. I know King's probably a little disappointed, and you know they got a week to you know get back at it, and next weekend hopefully they'll have a, a good showing. Yeah, they'll be back for sure. Yeah, it was a good, good games overall for both those teams. Um, for match three, you know, we got that homegrown Orgs battle. Yeah, Gangstars versus Hammers. I mean, we both are obviously hyped for this. We both had picked Hammers to win. Uh, my big issue was just my concerns with Zeno and his hero pool. And, you know, I mean, he's not a Von C who it doesn't matter who Von C gets. He kind of can dominate. So I was excited to see what Zeno could do. Maybe he can get off a crush roll because I know that's one of his mains. But, you know, see who he can play and see if he can show out, which I first game, no doubt about it, Zeno amazed me. 
He was on that alpha. Mm-hmm. I mean, first game and third game. Third game, he went to that Kashka. Yep. And he what was like, his final was like thirteen and two or something like that. But he he dominated that game. Whatever he ended up being. Yeah, he went twelve and three on that Kashka in that third game. And I mean, he he was he had no fear, no fear. Yeah, but I mean, he had a great game first game. Um, I think Alpha into a Fen's really good pick just because you know Fen's such a big target. You can really you can hit an A on Fen pretty easily, even if you don't hit the you know, you can get closer to that carry. Which once you get that broken with, you mean Zeno just stacked it and he just absolutely melted starting all over. I mean, Iraqi showed starting. You know, he's like, look, I'm the veteran here. You're the young one that needs to learn. And I think he showed starting like. You know, he had some questionable positioning, in my opinion, and I think Iraqi really showed up that match as well. That game, too. I mean, it was just, it was like each t- each g- uh, team was trying to throw the game. <laughs> I mean, it went back and forth. There's a throw at, and then a counter throw. Yeah, at one point, I mean, Hammers had the Kraken unleashed going down all the way with no turrets for, well, they had their two base turrets left for uh, Gangstars, but Gangstars' team took out the Kraken before it even touched a turret, <laughs> and that gave them 500 gold right away, which I believe allowed Iraqi to get another Tyrant's Monocle. Which, and that was a big switch in the in the fight. Exactly. I mean, Zeno was on that Utility Glaive, which, once again, I, I'm not a big fan of, but, I mean, he struggled in the beginning, and, you know, when you're on a Baron, Iraqi's on that Baron, that's a late-scaling comp. So, I mean, Iraqi couldn't really, even if Iraqi served up starting all over to... Or if Zeno stirred up, starting all over to Iraqi, Iraqi wasn't able to do crazy damage early on. So that's why I think it was kind of like this counterbalancing of who was winning the game. But you know, Hammers ended up taking the game. T Tigers, just like Iraq, or just like Zeno did in Game Three, had a great Kashka that game. Yeah, it was nice to see him get off Utility Glaive, so he could actually you know do some damage and make some good plays. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that Game Three was it was still a pretty good game. Um, you know, Zeno kind of struggled on that Glade, but you know, like you said, he got on that Kashka, which he did amazing on. Um, I just think it, overall it was a r- really reassuring day for Gangstar fans just to see Zeno pull out some different heroes and play well. You kind of get that reassurance that this dude does have more heroes, and I think Gangstars are going to be a lot better than what people thought coming off of those Viz Pro tournaments. Yeah, I mean, they, they really surprised me. I, I actually had Gangstars as a possible upset, but Jet was just because Hammers coming out finishing second both in the Viz. Exactly. I mean, Gangstars really showed up today and proved that they belong in the top-tier names. Which so. we did get to see another hero that we don't see much, Flicker. Wrecked pulled out that Flicker. Yeah, that was awesome. Which I think was, you know, smart. Once again, Flicker just easy to harass a laner. So Iraqi and Flicker just harassed starting all over. I think he had another, he had a rough game. But um, I think it was a good start for Gangstars, and I'm excited to see what they can do to end this weekend and, Next weekend as well. So for our last matchup of the day, then we had Immortals versus T- TSM. Um, little disappointed in this one. They actually ha- they didn't televise the first one there, so we didn't get to see what happened on the on the first game there. Yeah, I mean, we know that TSM pulled out a crawl against a pedal, which normally a pedal is a huge counter for a crawl because she can leash and have that frost burn, and it's really hard for crawl to get on top of people. But TSM was smart. Like, we know Flash is just a genius. He put Best Chuck on a Crystal Vox, which that Crystal Vox just allows those resonant bounces to bounce off three Munions, bounce off Petal, you know, so many things to bounce off of and just really allowed that, I'm, I'm assuming, since we get to watch it, probably allow that uh, Vox to do really well against a Petal like that. I mean, Game 2 was just a steamroll. I, I, don't, I don't even know. It's a pretty big disappointment yeah. just because... We didn't see much from Immortals in the beginning, and we were hoping that 
they had been practicing a lot, and it was going to be, you know, Immortals, one of them, they have the biggest talent on that team. You know, DNZO was fun to watch on Hammer's Velocity. They would just roll over people, and there was so much energy. And I just felt like they were so reserved, and I just really think TSM, you know, they didn't drop a kill, or they didn't die once. No. Von C got on that Taka and just absolutely dominated and, you know, took out Baron. He was, that's what Zeno was playing, that Baron, and I think Von C just is, I don't know. Von C is one of the most exciting players to watch coming Absolutely. out of the jungle. I agree. And that's what they were talking about during the draft phase is they, that draft, they took away an alpha, which is Von C's known for. They took away Kashka, I believe. But who do you got left? You got Crestral. You got, like, he pulled the Taka. I think Glaive was banned, but there's just so many people for him to play, and I don't think it really matters what you can ban. You definitely need to focus on trying to stop Von C from just steamrolling people. So my question to you, do you think what do you think about Immortals? Do you think this Aloha Veins and D'Anzio needs to be split up? I mean, like, what's going on with them? Or, or, or do you? Think- I mean, they're they. I'm sure D'Anzio's 13 years old, so I did school time. I'm sure he's got school to finish up. He just got picked up by a big organization who can support them. So you think there's just a lot I, of pressure on I'm not on worried. Him? It's just the first, you know, showing in Vanglory Eight for them. I mean, they've been around together for so long. Like, yeah. There's no time. There's no. Split up should not really be out there just because they got time to figure it out and they need to stick together and fight, you know, figure it out together. All right, fair enough. But um, breakdown for the point total for day, after day one for NA, you know, you got Rogue with two, TSM with two, Gangstars with two, Cloud9 with two, Hammers with one, and then you got Echo Fox with zero, Immortals with zero, Misfits with zero. Um... So yeah, I mean our prediction predictions for these first two weeks. I mean I went two and two in EU, and you went one, one and three. three in I was EU. a little disappointed about that. A little but... rough start in EU. It happens. It happens. <laughs> and then for uh, NA, NA, I went three and one, and you went two and two. So you got the best of me in both of them. I did, but I did lose my people. I picked a win. Yeah, that's I true. I did pick. That's true. I picked Hammers to win it, but I'm I'm excited that Gangstars won. I think it's exciting to see Gangstars come out and be like, even though Hammers dropped or twice to Cloud9 and those Viz Pros, I think it's exciting to see Gangstars come out of that. But uh, out of the teams that lost next week when we see them play again, who do you expect to maybe fix some things and have a better showing? I think Echo Fox will with their coach Fuji. Um, I mean, he's he's a great coach. I think he'll they'll they'll practice a little bit this week, get some stuff figured out, and I think they'll have a much better showing. Um, Cole's got to do a little bit better I, in my opinion with some of his Rome play or I'm sorry, captain plays. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, like I I'm a big fan of Lone Delphi. I think he's an exciting player. So, yeah, hopefully they can have a better showing. I think Misfits, I think they'll have a good showing next week. Um why don't we go ahead and break down day two and look up these uh, day two matches? So yeah, let's just real quick start with EU and break down these semifinals and the finals for this EU. You want to talk about the first game first? Yeah, so first game we had SK Gaming versus Team Secret. Um, game one kind of started out pretty slow, but obviously yeah. picked up there in the end. Um, I think the teams were just kind of feeling each other out. No one kind of wanted to make that first initial, give up that first blood. Um, but Leon then pretty much went, he had that Ringo, went into hypercarry. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, pretty early on, we kind of saw that he was doing a lot of rotations, and um, he was picking up Just Man's Farm. So I think we kind of knew early on that he was going to do hypercarry. They were kind of all going to focus on, you know, feeding him that farm, getting him, uh, 
getting those you know three tier items as quick as possible so you can kind of make that difference which um it, it wasn't as you know like he had that we saw that uh Kestrel early on where you know he just melted people so I mean even though he hyper carry it wasn't like crazy I think at one point he was like he had 140 CS at minute 11 so that's yeah. that's definitely a hyper carry so I mean first game you know TS took the first game Team Seeker took it from SK it was a good match overall um, and then match two uh, SK had you know they had some good game some good games I think Cavalifar uh, he went with that Glaive in the lane which kind of was not, I didn't like it as much just because um, he's you know he's really good on that box and he's got a lot of other heroes he can focus on but yeah I mean going back to Leon that second game he he doesn't like building defense really he but he built some there in the end but man that guy can play the game without any defense positioning yeah he's very good at it he is he is a god yeah so I mean after we saw that first you know TS took that game from SK we were I thought you know they were definitely going to be the team to beat and I was excited to see them in the finals so. Um, that the next game was Denial versus Cyclone, which I know we were both very excited to see Cyclone yep. and see you know yep. what they who they were and what they were made of. Which you know Waldemar definitely proved himself. Yes, he 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 did. He tried to do the a uh, little bit of the Leon there with uh, yeah. the no defense in that game one. So. Yeah, he pulled out that Snow Monster Jewel, which is probably the sexiest skin out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did the whole. I think his build ended up being um, Sorrow Blade, Tornado Trigger, and two Tyrants. Two models. Tyrants. So yeah. the amount of crit was insane. Like he was critting six hundred. Wasn't uh, it? Yeah, just the crits were outrageous. Which so they yeah Cyclone won that first game. Um, his jewel was insane, which to me I was just amazed that Denial didn't, you know, ban jewel out that game two. Yeah, because game two, obviously, Waldemar still on that jewel, and you know I thought Denial did a good job with their draft. They got Ozo, and I thought that would be a really good counter to that jewel kind of bouncing around and stuff, and that jewel wouldn't be able to hit as much. Yeah, but, hard to hit those strikes. Man, still, I mean. They still came out on top in game two, obviously. So it was a, it was, yeah, it was a much closer game. It went back and forth, and towards that end, Waldemar uh, did that fake back door yeah. and you know made uh, their laner um, recall, and then he turned around. They ended up ASM getting the Kraken, so that was pretty good play on his part, and that yeah. was a pretty heads-up play towards the end of that game. So, yeah, you know, Cyclones won that game, and we were going to see this, this old uh, Team Snow versus Team Secret kind of rematch <laughs> that we used to see early on. So we were... You know, hyped to see that final matchup, which, you know, I thought TS had it in the bag. Unfortunately, there's some th- stuff that happened that first match. We saw some, we saw Arona, Kroll, and Adagio get locked in, which, you know, it's not, it's team secret. So anything can happen. You yeah. know, Mowgli, he's pretty smart. He can pull some crazy drafts. But, you know, we saw some tweets. Yeah, I mean, Mowgli tweeted out, he, he said that something happened with draft client where it, it got locked in, and then so there's maybe a question of, were they going to be able to redraft since they didn't want the Rona? Something obviously happened, and right. and then I think Leon kind of cleared it up. Later and, on, it came out that you know that Leon was saying, "Well, it was just a mistap." Yeah, and kind of got locked in. And, you know, there's there's rules behind it, and if the personnel behind the tournament don't believe that a redraft needed to be called, unfortunately, they had to go and play the comp. But why wouldn't they just? So they had that that, that comp there. Why wouldn't they just use Cruel as that captain? Do you have any? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean. I, they why, why they use... threw Mowgli on Rona as the captain, which I just don't think Rona could make any of the plays. I think it may have just fell on who was comfortable. So I don't think maybe Justman wasn't comfortable on being yeah. that that crawl. So Ad- or so Leon stuck with the crawl and Justman stuck with the Adagio. So I think that was maybe what Mowgli thought was their best chance to pull that comp off and still win the game. 
So maybe if Tricky was in there, it'd be a little bit different because yeah, it may, yeah, Tricky may have more of that yeah. hero pool, but. Um, yeah, Cyclones took that game one, which was crazy, but I think, you know, game two kind of really showed who Team Secret was, they got the better draft, you know, they got Leon and that Celeste, and his core collapse were just, you know, spot on, and absolutely insane what he can do, um, so, you know, Team Secret won game two. Yep, uh, game three, you know, I, when Leon got that rhyme, I was like, oh boy, I think, I think yeah. Team Secret's got this in the bag. Which, early on, it looked like it. I mean, he yeah. was getting some crazy roots, he was getting those spirals right on top of people. So aggressive. It, yeah, he's just, he knows his limits. So, you know, it didn't end up falling their way. I think, you know, Mowgli had a tweet at the end after the match, he was still really excited, you know, second place, and, you know, Leon saying they both were happy with their showing because... Mowgli's not on the roster. He is, I guess, their coach. He's the one that helps them. So it's tricky, Justman and Leon. So I'm so excited for next week to see hopefully the, all three players can play and see what Mowgli does as their coach and what these three players can do together. You know, I mean, props to Cyclone. They came out and they did what they had to yeah. do. I was very impressed. I did not think that Walmart they would... is an insane, insanely good laner. You know, even Box, Jewel. Because TS had a ban Jewel. I think they banned Jewel every game but the last one and while Marty even picked him up he picked up a different hero and still ran with yep. it so yeah um and then that third place real quick sk did take that third game from denial so um the total points roundup then for eu is looking right now with team secret with seven cyclones with eight and first sk with four denial of three and then you got g2 with one rising lows with one fanatic and mouse with zero so that's how eu is looking right now Next week, we'll see how that uh, kind of matches up. So let's just kind of transition right into NA and get into the first match, which to me was a crazy finals. I thought it was the finals when it ended. I was like, hey, you know, Team Solo Mid took the win and they got first place, but it wasn't the finals. (laughs) It was a crazy good game. Um, I mean, day one, we kind of saw a lot of the Lyras and Adagios just getting banned out right away. Not too many went through. And, you know, for day two, for the most part, throughout the whole day, we kind of saw some of these teams saying, all right, let's, you know, let these players, let's let Adagio and Lyra go through and, you know, see how it works out. Um, but this first game for Cloud9 and Team Solo Mid, uh, game one, Cloud9 drafted that Alpha, Fen, and Vox. So, I, you know, I thought they had a really strong draft. Uh, TSM actually got that Lyra. You know, I thought it was going to be Rome, but it ended up being a, you know, a carry Lyra. It was... Watching Best Chuck play that that Lyra in the in the lane, I was very impressed. Yeah, I mean, with Flash X on, I mean, his actives were crazy. He was on spot getting, you know, some he, Atlases especially. I mean, normally it's the Fountains, but his Atlases were really great this game. And, I mean, Best Chuck, you just don't understand how quick Lyra can poke and, you know, kind of poke down those turrets, throwing out the the his A and, you know, popping that immediately can really get some damage down. So, um, game one was Pretty good overall. It was 11-6, so close game. I mean, both teams are extremely smart. They make smart plays, and it's really just kind of whoever makes that slight first mistake kind of can give that edge to the other team. I, I was very impressed with Gabe Vizzle's plays, actually, too. Some of, he had he had a crazy pull on Lyra oh, yeah. at the end because Lyra was trying to sneak around to get rid of that to end the game and, and yep. shatter the vein, but he had that pull and was like, nope, come here, not yet. And I think Best Chuck thought he was going to be unseen when he was trying to sneak around, and Gabe was just casually attacking the crack and then he just throws out force accord and pulls pulls, <laughs> pulls uh best chuck right up to him i so. see you he's shaking the finger out of you know 
Yeah, so game two, um, we kind of saw Team Solo mid decide to draft C9's comp in that first game. They went exactly what they had. They had the Finn, Alpha, and Vox, which I'm a big fan of Alpha. Von C, that's one of his favorites. So I was super excited to see how you know that uh, matched up against what Cloud9 did in game one. Um, but it was a crazy close game. I think Best Truck kind of struggled with, uh, he kept getting locked down by that Kashka and he just couldn't really get off the damage. So it was really just left up to Von C trying to, you know, use Darda's A and try to get locked on. And it was just kind of hard for amount of damage to come out. I mean, Von C, he had a crazy play though, didn't he? Yeah, Von C, he, he used the determination protocol and he hit all three members, which normally, when if you can get all three members with the determination protocol and you have enough damage, game, yeah. game over. It was insane, the amount of blue crit you saw coming off and that thing popped. It was just insane. All three members' health just got depleted. You know, honestly, I was kind of surprised, though. Honestly, school, old school getting that jewel. Um, I, I haven't really seen him on that before. So I, I think was, he may have just, you know, watched uh, Waldemar's domination. Oh, you think that's what it was? And he's like, look, I mean, you get enough crit on this jewel. Yeah. You know, she does some work. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was... I don't really know if Jewel made the difference. Um, the, the end of the score ended up being, like I said, 12-13, uh, thir- but C9 actually took it. So that was just kind of a back-and-forth game, and you know whoever took that last team fight kind of just you know secured the win for that. So you know we had our first you know the game three right off the bat, and I mean don't really expect anything less coming out of this classic C9 versus Team Silver mid match. So I mean game three we kind of saw a. Uh, kind of a different draft which I'm glad to see in that game three I was kind of worried I thought when I saw the pedal come out um I was hoping that they would have enough to support Vonsi on the pedal because it's kind of OP yeah I was surprised with Flash X and his he went with a glaive I kind of I kind of questioned that a little bit I mean which, that, that glaive doesn't have near as much defense was what you know a, a Lance or an Arden or a Finn would have and I, I don't know which I think we saw Mowgli pull out that you know, he tried that Rome or Captain Glaive role in that last matchup, and I was just kind of like, eh, I would rather see Mowgli on a fin. And that's why I kind of thought about Flash. I was like, you know, it's game three, yeah. you're pulling out this Rome Glaive, I kind of get you're, you're trying to do something different, but I thought, I mean, they ended up working out for him, they ended up winning the game. Um, Von C was just insane on that pedal. It was OP, a, OP. It was, it was a great counter to that Taka, and, I, you know, I thought I Love Joseph overall had a really strong outing today. I just think school really struggled compared to you know compared to day one. He just kind of struggled today. He wasn't as strong as a dominating laner as I thought he was going to be. Moving on to game two, we had uh, Gangstars versus Rogue. Um, really interested in this one, looking to see if Rogue could kind of keep their momentum going. Um, also looking at seeing if Zeno could kind of show out today a little bit, see if uh, Rogue could take down that homegrown Gangstars. They've been around for a long time. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of hoping for Zeno to have some consistency and, you know, see him pull out some other heroes that he can kind of dominate with the jungle. Um, you know, I saw Iraqi tweet last night that he kind of was disappointed with himself. He was kind of hoping to have a better showing today. So, you know, I think in this first game, I think he definitely did that. Uh, I think Zeno played that uh, CP Taka, and, yeah, he did really well. And uh, Rogue, you know, they had an interesting draft. They had a Baron, Ringo, and Arden. So there's a lot of, we were trying to figure out who was going to play where. And Sibs was on the Ringo. He started out with a, you know, Okar, and he went into like a CP jungle Ringo. So it's kind of a weird pick. And I just think their draft, their draft altogether was kind of just not as strong as Gangstars. 
Um, yeah, but I give props to Gangstars because at one point in the beginning there, Hammy actually DC'd and was just sitting right in front of the turret. And, um, you know, Gangstars could have obviously taken out Hammy and got a big advantage there and just kept farming up, but they decided to leave Hammy alone. Obviously, there's only so much that they could do. They were still had to keep farming. But then the, the pause finally did come through, and they, they got back Hammy back to where he needed to be and kept going with the game. So props to Gangstars for showing good sportsmanship there. And Yeah, so um, I'm actually going to break this down for you guys and kind of explain what happened with Hammy here, just so you can kind of understand. I know he was just sitting idle for a while in that lane, and a lot of people are like, why aren't they pausing it? He's clearly not playing. So there's a lot of rules behind pausing uh, the game, and, you know, SCMC takes it pretty pretty seriously and there must be a good reason to pause um you have to ask an SEMC official to get a pause and if a pause occurs they investigate whether the pause was appropriate or not and you know they don't want people abusing a pause they don't want people pausing just because they were losing a match or because they think something's happening um so with Hammy we kind of actually ended up finding out what was happening he had screenshotted his game towards uh, during his matches and tweeted them out at the end. And he did have MS. He was lagging. But um, one thing that SCMC says in the official rules is that severe and repeated ISP-related lag spikes are a legitimate reason to pause the game. But right after that, it says, Note, personal internet connectivity issues resulting in local latency is not a legitimate reason to pause the match. So I think... This is when it comes in that Hammy was having, you know, personal issues with his home Wi-Fi, and that's where it was causing. So, um, in the tournament, uh, the tournament client that they play on, there is a pause button built in for all players. So, they all can pause, and they're all in team chat. If something happens where they disconnect, another teammate can request this pause. But, um, we kind of got behind the scenes with Rogue at the end after the match, and uh, Hammy's getting his Wi-Fi upgraded, and they're going to be able to... Uh, get that upgrade and fix for this upcoming weekend. So I think Rogue is definitely doing the right things to, you know, avoid this issue again in the future. Not saying that this one little issue caused their whole weekend to be ruined, but um, it definitely can make a difference when you're, you know, your carry DCs for a good solid portion in the beginning of the game. And they don't get to keep up on that farm. Yeah, I think it kind of just was a bad beginning for Rogue, and I think they just kind of fell behind quick, but. I mean, game two honestly still wasn't um, as big of a different result. I mean, Rogue had a much better draft. They got uh, Lyra. They got him with Lyra. So I think he kind of attempted the whole best Chuck, you know, carry Lyra. Sigs was on that crawl. So I think they much had a they had a much better draft, but still, Gangstars they had crazy map control. They just really, you know, they played really well. You know, Zeno he got on that uh, weapon power talk at this time, and yeah, props to him. He did weapon power talk at game two and crystal prop crystal uh for game one so he kind of flip-flopped and he's like you know what i can do i can do either one and it didn't matter and he did well with both of them so yeah so i mean i think rogue just struggled in this these this series and um i'm still i think they had a great showing this first weekend i'm super excited to see what they can do next weekend and um overall i think <clears throat> both teams were pretty happy coming out of this game so with uh, Team Solo Mid winning their game and Gangstars winning theirs, we kind of got to see another, you know, matchups we've seen plenty of times throughout Vainglory history. We got to see this Gangstars versus um, Team Solo Mid. So you want to break down the who they picked for the first game? Yeah, so Gangstar, we'll start with Gangstars first. Um, Xenotech actually ended up going with Grumpjaw. So it's the first time we've seen Grumpjaw. I was really hyped about that. Um, 
Moving on, though, Wrecked, he, he came out with a Fortress. I was surprised by that pick a little bit. You haven't seen very many Fortress throughout throughout the games this this week. But uh, Iraqi Zoro on his Vox, he did really well with that. Uh, for the TSM side, we had Best Chuck NA back on that Lyra carry. Uh, TS, er, Flash X went with Glaive, and Von C ended up with that Cruel. Yeah, which uh, Von C kind of went like a more aggressive build. He had... Uh... He had Sorrow Blade and Breaking Point, which a lot of you know these crawls they kind of do more of the utility build. So I was interested to see him be more aggressive. Obviously, best check was on that you know carry Lyra, which he's really good at. But I mean, this whole Fortress Grump Draw combination that really was a you know easy engage. They had two engage abilities, and but you know they have best checks Lyra who can kind of um, snar them and they can stop them from engaging. But the issue with this match for me was just Iraqi put so much on his shoulders. You know, like. Um, Zeno's build was just like a Serpent's Max and Bone Saw. He wasn't really like try- attempting to do damage. He, he had a lot of tanky items, so he was more of just like to pick up the, an enemy carry and then spit him out. But by then, Iraqi was kind of just dead. Yeah, they both went with weapon power, so I thought that was really interesting. The fact that, I mean, obviously you don't see a Crystal Vox very often, and I've, I've never seen a Crystal Grump Jaw, but who knows, maybe that would work. But I thought it was very interesting that they both did weapon power, and you could just kind of build against that pretty easy, I feel like. You, you know, the defense there wasn't hard to build against. Yeah, which I think uh, Von Steed kind of did get uh, taken out quickly, and but the the problem was that you know no one touched Zeno or Fortress until Iraqi was dead. You know Iraqi kind of just got focused down real hard, real fast, and it was just kind of the whole theme of the game. So you know Team Solo Mid took that first game. Um, they took that eleven to three, and I, it was just a strong outing for TSM. So I don't know if you know Gangstars got too fancy trying to pull out that Grump Jaw. If they were just trying to you know you know Flash X is a really good drafter, so I don't know if they were trying to throw him off and you know kind of just try to pull an off meta pick early on. But, I mean, honestly, when we go transfer over to Game 2, not much really changed. Yeah, um, Game 2, basically, so the breakdown for that one, uh, Team Solo mid there. Best Chuck NA ended up with the Vox. You got Flash Hex with the Flicker. I was really surprised to see that Flicker pick come out. Um, Von C with that Kashka. They had that early game, early game attack. For Gangstar Sirius, you had Xenotech on Lance. You had Wrecked on his beloved <laughs> Lyra. Lyra, yeah. And then for Iraqi Zoro, you had Baron. Yeah, which, I mean, I think uh, Wrecked Rush a Contraption, which early game was really smart. You know, you had Flicker who was supposed to harass Iraqi over and over, supposed to harass that laner position, which that almost made it impossible with that Contraption. And Wrecked, he's kind of famous for this Lyra not building a fountain, and he kind of does these double O cards and, you know, gets a lot of healing off of his A. But, I mean, you know, by minute 15, he still had no fountain. So I think they were relying too much on the A, which it does heal a lot, but, like, I think fountains are still really crucial. So then Zeno, I mean, his build was kind of crazy. He had a storm crowd, and then he went with, like, some crystal, but he just had a lot of defense. He was all CC. He was really just meant to crowd control and kind of peel for Iraqi, and Iraqi was just supposed to be the defense, or he was have all offense. Yeah, he was kind of like, they were, it was like they were trying to do a hyper carry with Baron there. I mean, they were all funneling all that CS, kind of like what we saw with Leon earlier in the day with EU, but it just did not work out like it did with Leon earlier in the day and kind of came back to bite him in the butt a little bit. So. Yeah, it wasn't Zeno having that ability, he had like an aggressive uh, jungler like he was with Taka against Rogue and kind of make those plays and open that up for Iraqi, you know, they had to worry about, Rogue had to worry about that Taka, but 
in these two games against TSM, I think they were just too reliant on Iraqi. And I know, you know, he is an extremely smart player, so I think he will kind of step back and realize maybe that they put too much pressure on one person. But I mean, overall, it was it was a good game. I mean, Team Solo Mid, they're back on top, so I think they are probably thrilled. I know they scrimmed so much with Cloud9, so then beating Cloud9 in that first game and moving on to the finals and getting these eight points early on, I'm sure they're going to be extremely happy with that. And, you know, there was a, a good first Bangalore 8 weekend for them. So do you want to break down? We have a... Yeah, we got kind of like, we, we wanted to do something else. Uh, we have three, like, I don't know, what do you want to call it, MVPs to give away, pretty much, for the jungle, the carry, and the captain position. Um, we kind of agreed on all of these for the same. Uh, for So for, like, the laner of the day, we're going to give it to Best Chuck NA. We think with that Lyra pick that he pulled out, that Lyra carry CP, uh, not many people saw that. I mean, obviously you see Lyra as more of a, a captain, but I think a lot of people were a little bit surprised when they saw best chuck bring that out and and dominate in the lane with it um so for the jungle of the jungler of the day we're going to give that to Zeno. more of his earlier games the taka plays it, it, it was top notch um obviously i don't think really that grump jaw they were trying to i think they were trying to get too fancy there uh, that's not Zeno. who knows how many times he's actually played that character to be honest so uh, and then captain of the day, we're going to give that to Flash X. Um, you know, Gabe Vizzle, he did really well too, but I think just most of the day, Flash X was pretty much just on point. Yeah, I think that last uh, Captain Glaive kind of really gave it to him just because I'm always, I always have questioned it, but some of his knockbacks were just crazy, and he was just, you know, really well getting his team in position and getting that uh, carry, you know, in the right area to get taken down. So, I mean, overall, it was a really fun first Vanglory 8. Um the totals for this week, at the end of this week for NA, are Team Solo Mid with 8, Gangstars with 6, Cloud9 with 5, Rogue with 2, Hammers with 1, and then Echo Fox, Immortals, and Misfits. They all round out the bottom with 0. So that's going to be, you know, that's the whole bottom half there. There's a lot of room for next week to, for those teams to make a move. Yeah, so you got people got to remember that these points add up now. So... It's, an, it's important for the teams in the middle to still be fighting because you can go up to the top or you can drop down to the bottom. All those points carry over into next week. So, you know, Misfits, they got zero now. They could be in the middle by the end of it, and that would be much better positioning. Yeah, so, I mean, this is it for this episode, and uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of a time for rolling esports i know uh crude and i had a lot of fun this weekend doing nothing but vainglory and uh getting all of our information ready to record this episode for you guys um next week or you'll see us again later this week uh to preview upcoming next weekend vainglory 8 it'll just be a short midweek episode just of us giving our predictions again like similar we did on our first episode um, if you guys haven't heard, we are doing a giveaway over on our Twitter page, so go ahead over there and follow us at TFR underscore esports, retweet, and uh, follow the page of that tweet, which is pinned, and uh, have a chance to win some free ice. So uh, we'll see you next time, guys, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Time for rolling 